But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Really good, Potsters. Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky, Veto, and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? How was your week? It's good. Wow, I, it's been good. I, I just realized you call yourself MTV Malik. I never realized that before. Really? Yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> You're the only one that doesn't use your real name. Because use our real names instead of Malik. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to use my full government name because one, it's already hard enough to get on a plane, and two, I don't need knowing who the fuck I am really. <laughs> That's just a fact. I think Yo, I have both. You, you do have both. You are exposed, my friend. And speaking of exposed, yeah. yo, how the fuck was WrestleMania? Yo, that shit was awesome, man. I had it the best experience awesome. in my life. Yo, one of them better. So. When I went to WrestleMania, I had like, um, one of the poles were blocking my view. So we complained because like, on our ticket, it never said anything about the pole being there. So it turns out I'm going to Money in the Bank for free and any other pay-per-view I want for free. That is dope. If there's one, yeah. if there's one in Georgia, man, you better bring me. I'll try my best. Uh, it depends if you'd be nice to me. Are y'all going to wear gray sweatpants? <laughs> oh, so somebody wants to make it their profile picture. Oh, wait, somebody made his profile picture? Yes. They zoomed in. Listen, bananas. Picture. We're gonna need you to put your banana up. No, I'm all right. <laughs> no more gray sweatpants. No, he'd be doing it on purpose. He's oh, at least great. this time not trying to make an excuse and say it's his cell phone or his key. Nah, I'm just I'm just gonna let you guys just think whatever you want, and I'm not gonna entertain it because when last time I entertained it, it got more, um, more attention than I wanted. You are, you wanted are so it, full so. of shit. There are so much right. worse rumors I have than having a big. So I've just been busy, right? Like, I don't want to entertain other people. Yeah. Why do we sound salty? Yeah, exactly. That's some bullshit. No, no, no. Fuck that. I don't want to entertain other people. You you are on a podcast. We are doing nothing but entertaining other people and pissing them off. Yeah, that's uh, here. Yeah, man, pissing people off. (laughs) You know what? I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. Anybody that's in the way who's getting it. Let's kick this episode off. So we start off back at the house. All the females are excited to be playing their own game with the exception of Nani and Kara. They was always able to keep control of their partners, and they didn't really have a lot of trouble like like a day or Maddie was having, letting previous seasons affect how they gameplay. So we were able to catch up on Paulie securing his position with Turbo. Turbo states that Paulie keeps it 100, and he joins Team Cringe. And now they have Hunter, Wes, and Kyle on the menu. Team UK also has Wes and Hunter on the menu. So let's break down where everybody stands. And and you guys helped me out because I didn't even realize some things until I actually written it out. There are three major alliances going on in this season. You got Team UK, which is Georgia, Bear, and Theo. 
And as strong as Team UK has been for most of the season, they have been knocked off. Now we got Team USA with Wes, Hunter, Kyle, uh, Nani, and Maddie. We got Team Cringe with Paulie, Cara, and Turbo. Maybe Ninja. I'm not. I'm not totally sure. And Team Who Knows. And that's Ninja D and Day. Let me ask you guys a question. How would you guys rank these alliances and what changes need to be made for each alliance to succeed? Fernandez, kick it off for us. Well, obviously, Team US is the strongest because, you know, they have the most. But if we're, since both other groups and, you know, the three maybes, if we want to compare it just on the top three, I think Team Cringe, as you call it, has, has a pretty solid chance, Poly, Car, and Turbo. So I think they have the strongest out of the three of them. All right. And what do these teams need to do to establish full dominance? What changes will have to be made for them to be the dominant force in this game? It's obvious for Team UK and Team Cringe, if they want to go further in the game, they have to go after the leader of Team US, and that's West. Once West leaves, Team US is going to fall apart because, you know, no one is really stable in that um, alliance besides Nani and Hunter. Other than that, I think everyone else should be fine. Take off the head and the body will fall. All right, so Becky. How would you rank these alliances and what changes need to be made for them to succeed? Well, I go by the teams that, even though they may not have the numbers, they have the strongest people in it and probably the ones that are most likely to win challenges. And that's Team Cringe. I think Team Cringe has the strongest players who have seen the tribunals more often, even though Team UK has also had a few tribunals in there and even some Team US. But I see these three being the strongest out of the individual players. I think that Team UK and Team US, out of those two, I give it to Team US because of the numbers, not necessarily in strength. In order to solidify themselves to become a top, they need to put a muzzle on Hunter and make him stop pissing everybody off because he just can't stop with his mouth. And I think they need to pull in these other people and try and pull them over with them to see if they can use them to their advantage. Veto, what do you think? I definitely think that Team Cringe is the best out of these three alliances, just because the three of them have seen the most tribunals out of the whole group. The team who knows, though, I think that they could help Georgia out. Not really Team UK, but Georgia. They could help her out a lot. Team US seems a little bit unstable. I wouldn't want to help them if I was a straggler. (laughs) Nah, I definitely feel you. Basically, just over the numbers and having Wes and Hunter, who have both won challenges previously, and Kyle, who recently already made a final, I think Team US is definitely in the power position. Team Cringe is right on the ass, though, with Paulie, Cara, and Turbo. I'm surprised to see Wes just pick off all the Team UK, and now they're just a, a shallow husk of their former selves. But for Team Cringe or Team UK to be successful, they got to pull Ninja, D, and Day. Now, granted, Day is most likely to side with Team Cringe because of her connection with Polly. D, most likely with Team US because of her connection to Wes. Uh, and Ninja also with Team Cringe. It looks like Team UK isn't really going to make it at this point. They're going to need some strong performances. And without Team Who Knows, they, they really don't stand a chance. Let's go ahead and move on to this daily challenge. So today's daily is called Fandemonium. The challengers have to carry heavy medicine balls down a 150-foot hallway and drop them behind the crate, all while three fans is blowing a Category 4 hurricane winds at 150 miles per hour. 
and they only have five minutes to do so. Let's see how they do. Georgia gets absolutely flung, and she flops out with zero. There's no equalizer to be seen. It's hard to believe that dailies of this nature are designed to keep the male and females on the level playing field. Hunter's up next. He rips the way he gets six. Turbo's up after that. He kills it, but a very scary moment. He passes out. He has to be tended by the medics. Uh, one of the cool things, I'll show you how tough this guy is. He only cares about his performance. He's there <laughs> feeling like he's dying, probably having some, some form of a panic attack. And he's only asking, how many balls did I get? It's more important. And then he treats the medical staff really, really well. It was definitely a great sight to see. We're all glad he's okay. He closes it out with seven balls. Nani's up next. She gets flung. She closes out with four balls. Theo crushes it. Seven balls. Ninja kills it. Five balls. Day flops it out. One ball. Big fucking surprise there. D flops it out. Zero balls. Not a very good showing for the ladies, but this is a challenge that looks like it's going to be harder for the females. Polly jumps in. Kills it. Seven balls. Kara, five balls. Maddie absolutely murders it with seven balls. At this point, West declares her the rookie of the year. I think she's a good contender, but I also think there's a lot to be seen. Kyle jumps in. He kills it. Seven balls. Now, here comes Bear. Bear comes flying out the gate. But his first two balls doesn't break the holding pen threshold, so they both come flying back. And then he closes it out with six additional balls. Not counting the two balls that flew back, He's going to close it out with six balls. So let me ask you guys a question. How did you guys feel about the challenger's performance during this crazy challenge? I mean, I think we got what we expected to see because just by base of the pressure of the fans, you automatically know none of the girls are going to do better than the guys pretty much. Just because I feel like the fans are going to go base of pressure and a lot of the guys are more heavy than the girls out of there. So they'll be more harder to move back. I don't agree at all with what Wes said about um, Maddie being rookie of the year. I think it's hands down my top three contenders right now, depending on how the rest, the rest of the season plays out, is Turbo, Bear, and Georgia. Just because of how they've been doing previous season and turbo's making me laugh man i i felt bad like like he couldn't really he gave it gave it his all but i respect his game you know he tried his best he he put his body at risk just to make him win and he didn't even care about his own self he like even the medics were like worry about your body first then the game and he's like no nah, i don't care how did i do <laughs> yeah turbo is definitely a beast but i'm actually a little surprised that you didn't mention theo up in your rookie of the year uh, I, I don't know. I just, the way I see it is, I feel like competitors for Rookie of the Year are Turbo, Bear, and Georgia, and they all have three different reasons. I think Turbo is there for the competition standpoint. Bear is there for, you know, the TV aspect. And I want to throw one female in there just so, you know, I mix it up a little bit. And I think Georgia's the best rookie female as of right now. Wow, over Maddie. All right, that's definitely yeah. interesting. Veto. Who are you picking for Rookie of the Year at this point? I would have to say that I would pick Georgia, but only because I feel like I haven't seen enough of Maddie. They haven't really given her much airtime, and I don't really know what she can do by herself. She Obviously, she beat... Um, which one? Which twin was it? <laughs> well, she beat her and Natalie, and I was impressed by that. But, you know, since then, we haven't really seen them much, and they don't really get in the tribunal often, so I'm not sure how she is by herself. But if I had to pick today, I would say Georgia. Well, she definitely crushed it today with uh, with the seven balls. Becky, who are you picking for your rookie of the year? Yeah, it's kind of a tough call. I think that she has potential in the future to being a top competitor because of her size and sheer strength. I feel like Georgia is killing it. 
She's doing really great competitions. She's doing great with her overall like uh, politics. In my opinion, I'd give it to Georgia right now. Other than that, if we're going male rookie of the year, I would go with Turbo because he's killing it too with just being like a silent assassin. And I really like that because he's just kind of coming in and just observing and then killing everything else around him. I love it. I think all of you guys are completely insane for the most part. Rookie of the year is Turbo, Theo, and Georgia. That's it. The last person who we didn't mention was Wes. Wes struggles big time coming out the gate. He admits to underestimating the lack of traction he was going to have. He still closes out the daily elimination with six balls. Now, at this point, Bear is back to being his old, arrogant self. He's screaming that they're losers. He's the best in the world. Even Kyle is getting sick of his shit. Wes, this time, he decides to take the high road. He smiles. He gives Bear a pound. But Bear's still acting kind of like a jerk-off. Now, in your guys' opinion, at this point, are you guys starting to get sick of Bear's antics? Okay, Bananas, kick Sorry. us off. No, Bear is TV gold. I Look, I know when I first saw him, I was like, you know what? This guy's being annoying as hell. And he was at the first episode or two with the, all the dabbing bullshit. Then, like, you know what? Like, episode three, four, five. Wait a minute. This guy's like TV gold. Like, what he's doing is great. And him just picking on West, I love seeing it. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that Bear was worth the 100K that MTV gave him to pay on this, this season? Uh, 100K is a lot. I mean, well, you have to think about it. I think majority of the well known vets get what? Like, like somewhere between 60 to 75K? Yeah. And that's, and that's really CT, Kara, and Johnny. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I do think he's worth the extra, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars I mean, $100,000. Just, he's coming from the UK. He has the most followers with him. He's bringing, he's the main guy from the UK coming onto the show. So you got to pay him something. That more than what regular vets are getting because his name is more well known. When you're in the UK, I think they only have so many few um, like re- actually reality shows where they're everyone knows who they are. And now you're bringing him into a whole different show in a whole different country. Everyone's gonna know who he is right away. And that's now you're bringing everyone from the UK into the challenge fan base. And now you're basically doubling your numbers. All right. So you think his money well spent then? Yeah. All right, Becky. Do you think his money well spent? I'm kind of torn because I think he's too much. Like if a girl acted like that. Okay. So the equivalent of what people think about him and say about him being obnoxious and annoying and extra is how they treat Cam. And she gets trashed for it because Cam is extra. Cam is loud. Cam is like, this is me. And she's very open and out there with her, with the way she speaks and her antics. He's even worse, like even like more like aggressive and out there. If a female did that, it would be over, done. That'd be the last time they were ever on the challenge. I think he's funny in some degree, but it's too much. I, I, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think he's worth the money that they got for him. He really didn't promote it as much when he was first, you know, announced. I, I think he's a diva and I don't think he's worth that kind of money. <laughs> All right. Very okay, understandable. Wait, how are you comparing Cam to Bear? They're two totally different people. No, I'm comparing their overall just loudness and extraness because that's what people call out on Cam. You're being so extra. You're being so this, the queen Cam and the killer Cam and da-da-da-da, always yelling. Yeah, but he's screaming loser and I'm the best and I'm number one. 
That's the same but exact thing. It's, he's it, doing it to get under Wes's skin. He's not doing it bragging about it. He's doing it just to get under their skin. He knows what he's you don't doing. Think that she does not doing it to get under people's skin. She's got. Mm. She says she's got it political. in her confessionals, though, like where she's saying it's like where. So does Bear. Fans are knowing. But so does he's Bear. Not. Oh, he's been saying Wes, you're a loser in in front of his face, not behind, not on the confessionals. He says he talks shit about them, but and like. So is Cam. I'm gonna I'm gonna put an end to this right now. Cam has done some of the same exact things, just in a female way, saying I'm kill a Cam. You really want to call me out? And she does, and she gets treated like garbage for it. I am pissed off about it because it's I'm done with this. Oh, he's TV gold because he's extra and he's loud and he's screaming in people's faces. But let Cam do that. I mean, Cam did that last season when she pulled her political move, when she was telling people, oh, I'm going to throw you in and I don't care what you have to say. And everybody was like, what the fudge? What the heck? How could she be like that? She's being so extra. She's being so loud. Look at her walking around in her fur. I remember that. It's obnoxious. It's annoying. And if you really want me to say it, it's a double standard. It's misogynistic. And it's bullshit, in my opinion. Veto, let me ask you. Is Bear oh. worth the money? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. But I am obnoxious and loud. So I think that him and Cam are TV gold, in my opinion. So I don't think as strongly as Becky about how annoying and obnoxious they are. But that's just me. Bear's presence definitely brought a lot of attention. It definitely upped the stock of the challenge on a worldwide stage. Well worth the money. Pay the man. Just like you got a wide receiver I, yeah. on your team, just pay him. Pay him. It's, it, come, it's worth it. Just just pay him. It's In the long run, it's going to be peanuts. Okay. And to be completely I, honest, can you imagine the season without him? Just because we lost a lot of the TV... You know, we lost a lot of our challenge favorites in the very beginning. Can you imagine what the show would have been without Bear and Devon and all the drama? That's a good right. point. So are you saying that Bear helped carry the show on his back? I, I mean, wouldn't we'll go that out. far, but I will say that I think that he definitely helped the show a lot. Because can you imagine what kind of drama we'd be seeing? Wes proclaiming himself to be the best. And then we'd still have more of this Cara, Polly, Kyle triangle. Like, what other drama have we really seen this season? So, moving on. After the end of the challenge, TJ lets Bear know that he didn't get all of his balls past the threshold. So, his eight balls are now six. So, all of this trash talking, all of this yelling, bragging is going to immediately bite Bear in the ass. Paulie, Theo, and Turbo secure their spots in the tribunal. And TJ also lets them know it is going to be a guy's elimination week. So, the female flops get to live another day. Sure. Who's the loser now, Bear? Who's the loser now? <laughs> so uh, as all the challengers make it back to the house, uh, one of my favorite scenes is Georgia just consoling Bear. She tells him how great she thinks he is, and she's always there for him, and she would do anything to make him happy. And she just, I mean, she has gone so high in my eyes just by the way she treated Bear after he took a hard loss. Because Bear thought he had that in the, in the bag. He, and he did display a lot of heart and making sure that this daily challenge was, was you know, one. He thought he had it in the bag, didn't close it out. Do you guys think that Georgia is too good for Bear? Becky, start us off. In every way, shape, and form, yes, she is way too good for him. He's, he's just, even if they got together, 
she should know from his history. I'm like, he's, he's not a good guy to be around. I think she, she really does above and beyond for him when he really does nothing for her. But you know, it is what it is. Women will do crazy things for guys that they like. I never quite understood it. And, you know, I'm all about equal sharing, but some women are not about that life. They're all about giving everything when the guy is giving 20%. Yeah. No, I definitely feel you on that. Vero, is Georgia too good for bear? I think in some ways, yes, but in this particular circumstance and being in the house and he's obviously really upset, she's doing what she can to make him happy. I mean, if that, if you call that too good for him, then so be it. But I think that she's being as supportive as she can. I can definitely respect that. Bananas. I mean, I actually really, really like their relationship because, I mean, well, prior to that, when uh, Georgia like flopped, I mean, Bear said, I forgot who he was saying to exactly, but he was leaning over someone's shoulders again. Yeah, I'm going to give her good cuddles tonight as like, you know, trying to cheer her up because she did bad. And now George is seeing Bear doing bad. She's kind of doing the same thing back to him. So I, I like their relationship. I don't think it's more she's too good for him. I think they're just good for each other. I definitely feel you. I wonder what Bear's girlfriend thinks of that at the time. George is definitely too good for him. Yeah, His cousin. F- fucking cousin. Fuck out of here. Cousin. Let me tell you something. Bear doesn't deserve her. I said it. That's it. Let's move on to nominations. Cousin. (laughs) All right. So nominations, actually, Theo made it very easy for us this week. He walks up like a boss. He picks three names off the board. He hands Kyle to Pauly, Hunter to Turbo, and he takes West for himself. Very fast. No drama. No bullshit. Do you guys feel like Theo's way was the right way to go about this nomination? Banana, start us off. I mean, we'll look at last week's episode, too. Theo kind of did the same exact thing. You know, he took control of the interrogation. And now this week, he's just saying, you know what? These are the three we're putting in. If you want to discuss it, we can. But we got this is what we're going through. And he, t- he took a stand. And I like it. Well, yeah, Theo's working hard to make sure he get himself a little bit more camera time. Becky. Yeah, he needs some. <laughs> Becky, what do you got? Uh, I think he's been at enough tribunals to know what everybody's going to go for. Polly is obviously always going to go for Kyle. He wants who he wants. And he knows that Turbo wants, you know, Hunter. It's just one of those situations where it's like, and he even said earlier that he was going to go after Wes. So it wasn't a big shocker that Wes was in there um, because he's voted for Wes in the past. So I think it's just experience. And of course, him being around a boss like Kara really kind of taught him just be like, you know what, let's just cut to the chase. What do we need to talk about? We already know who we want. Might as well just do it now. Theo has been learning from the best. Veto, what do you make of it? Well, I think that he knew already who he'd been gunning for. And, you know, the three of them, There's, it's no surprise. So, I don't know. The way that they went about it was fine with me. I got you. It just seemed like it was the obvious choice. Yeah, we, you know, there's not too many people to choose from. So, all obvious. No doubt, no doubt. Well... I got to thank Theo for making it really easy for us. Let's go ahead and move into interrogations. One of my favorite parts. These interrogations always bring a lot of my favorite moments. So once again, Theo decides to take the lead. Uh, the first one up is going to be Hunter. And now, for some reason, Hunter decides to start his sentence off with, there are three things in life that are guaranteed. Death, taxes, 
and I would not plead my case on why you shouldn't choose me over the other two. Wait, 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 wait a second. You're telling me, Hunter, the member of Team TYB, you know, thank you, Bananas, is trying to steal one of the most iconic banana quotes of all time, you know, like death, taxes, and Johnny Bananas. This guy is trying to be Johnny Bananas so much. Not only does he steal his quote, Hunter's even trying to sleep with Nani, you know, who, if you guys don't remember, was Bananas' partner on X's 2, I think. Yeah. But like, so he's just trying to just copy Bananas and maybe he wants, you know, his own TV show on NBC. But sorry, kid, find your own first, find your own shoes, then next, find a new show because this show ain't going to now for you. All right. So I definitely see you feel some kind of way about that. Kyle is up next. He knows why he's there. Paulie actually gives him a compliment on his social game. He also talks some respect on Kyle's gamesmanship. And it seems like even though the rivalry is still on, the threat of escalating impending violence has been toned down, which I think is a good thing. Now, in Nani's interview, she admits that she is tired of the rivalry going on over the game. Is it time for the strange love triangle between Kyle, Paulie, and Kara to be put to bed? Or is it the most interesting storyline that we have this season? Bananas. Yeah, it's, you know, kind of like... Getting, I'm kind of getting bored of, the, bored of the two, but like it's none of Nani's business what they do, especially when it's game related. I look, Nani's not on Twitter to begin with, so like she doesn't know half the shit that goes on on Twitter, you know, with Facts. stuff like that. So, like, and she's only seeing, you know, just a small part of it. And yeah, I get it's long and boring to see it play out in real life, but like they're taking it with a game perspective, not a personal perspective. So you got to like respect what they're doing. It's not Nani's place to talk about what's go- what their rivalry really is because Nani's been with the whole Johnny and West storyline whole career too. And she hasn't complained about that. So I'm like, come on, it's not her place. All right, Becky. I think I'm a little over it right now. It's, I think it's too much. Uh, I can see what Nani's saying. And honestly, if you're in the house, I can see where she's seeing it there too, probably having to deal with the constant back and forth between the three of them must be really like just obnoxious. I can see that. I'm kind of over the storyline. I think we need, it would be okay if there were other things mixed in, but it seems to be so focused on that, that it's, it's gotten to the point where it's weighing on my nerves and I love Kara, but I I just don't want to see this anymore. I want to see something else. Girl, what do you make of this strange triangle? It's stupid. It's been stupid since episode one. It's stupid now. I'm over it. Yeah, we need something new. Seriously, something new. So I definitely see you are tired of this love triangle between Paulie, Cara, and Kyle. But let me tell you something. That is the best train smoking right now. Nobody cares about Hunter and Nani. Nobody cares about Hunter and the Nolan twin. Bear and Georgia had a lot of great moments, but nobody cares now. There's not a lot of great romantic storylines going on, especially not one that is playing out during the whole entire season physically. Paulie's going after Kyle every time, and Kyle has been surviving. That's that's something for us to go off of. We're, we don't have a whole lot of that this season. Paulie, Kara, and Kyle, this triangle has been going on because it is interesting. Is there because people do want to see it. MTV has been doing this a long time. They know how to pick the storylines that's going to keep people engaged. And guess what? It's not Hunter and Nani. It's what not... do you think is interesting about this love triangle, though? Like, I really genuinely it... want to hear your opinion. Because to me, I don't even see how this is still considered a love triangle. Like, she's not fucking both of them. Like, it's... she's not leading him on. Like, there's no reason why this should even be called a triangle. He's of the past. Kyle is of the past. You are 100% right. It's not a real love triangle. It is an altercation between three people that is having a real effect on the game. 
nobody else's relationship is having that big of an effect. Not a lot of other people's relationship people even care about. There's not a lot of hooking up going on. And it's really just one of the best things that we have out. And like I said, MTV knows what's going to be interesting. They have gone through all of these hookups and all of these relationships, and they're not even making the show because they already deemed that nobody's going to give a fuck about it, no matter how much they bitch and complain on Twitter. So this is what we got. It definitely could suck a whole lot more, and you guys are stuck with it. Now, else you can do. Well, I don't it, like it. Well, I understand you don't like it, but anybody <laughs> anybody who can't stand it and, and, it, and it, you know, it disturbs them so much, you can always stop watching. Hurt their ratings. That's how you're going to get hurt. And that's all I got to say about that. That shit's hella dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so next up in the interrogation is going to be Wes. Once again, Theo takes the lead. He asks Wes why he thinks he's down on the floor right now. And Theo actually tells Wes that he's there because he has a poor performance. He tells Wes that his age is actually going against him, which I think is just completely fucking idiotic. Wes just says he had he had a bad day. And when Theo has a bad day, Wes is going to remember. But Wes also lets the tribunal know that he's gunning for a lot of people, and the people who's currently on the tribunal is not who he's gunning for, which we've seen from earlier in the episode. It's total bullshit. He's going to want to get Paulie out. Who the out. fuck is left? What do you mean? Who could he go? Like, if he's not going after the tribunal, who's he going after? Who's left? Bear. Bear. That's it. Yeah, but Bear's working with Theo. So it's not a lot of people in the tribunal, but at some point we all know you can play this game, but it's all going to come to a head. Now, one of the things that really caught my eye after the interrogations was uh, Kyle. Kyle felt like he was going in. Kyle felt that, you know, his number was going to be called today. But he was also very confident. He didn't have an ounce of fucking fear in him. He's like, I'm going in. I want the $750,000 and I'm going to go in there and do whatever it takes to get it. Uh, I, I know we don't speak very highly of Kyle on Love War Challenges, but I like this look. He wasn't scared. I mean, I, I I know that he's been he's been a little bit worried since he no longer has Maddie on his side. But, you know, Kyle was ready and he thinks his number is going to get called. What do you guys make of this this competitive, arrogant and, and confident Kyle? After the nominations. I wouldn't call him arrogant, but I think he was fully prepared. He's he knows already where he stands with Polly. And I think he just had like a lot of time to mentally prepare for the remainder of the game, especially knowing that he's separated from his partner. So I think that the confidence is a good look for him. Um, but I wouldn't call him arrogant. All right, fair enough. Becky, what what's your take? I don't think he was cocky. I don't think he was arrogant. I think he was just ready. Uh, I think that he knew he was going in or at least at a 90% possibility, unless on that 10% chance that Paulie decided to change his mind. But I think he was pretty sure he was already going and he's been mentally preparing himself for it. I think he does every single time he's not in it, which is the best way to go about it. I'm I'm happy that he showed poise. He didn't seem upset. He just kind of went with it and was like, okay, it is what it is. So I like it. Bananas, how do you feel about this uh this new always ready Kyle that's appearing before us? I mean, I think I've seen this in Kyle throughout the whole season because like you've seen like in his confessionals and stuff like that on the side clips that you've seen him always focus on the game. I know when he was with Maddie, um I can I know in a few challenges with nations like he tried his best to make sure he won to keep himself safe. But now Kyle's confident, you know, he's a, a good force to be reckoned with. 
So moving on to the house drama, there's really only one big incident that went down. Hunter's in the house. He's puffing out his chest. I know he's feeling some kind of way about coming out of that nomination. He decides to divert his attention to Turbo, saying that Turbo is the only one who's going to be able to contest him. Maybe. Georgia lets him know that Turbo will snap him in half. Turbo's playful smile immediately evaporates. Theo pops up as... At, <laughs> this is one of my favorite part. Theo pops up and asks why Hunter is talking when Wes did not give him permission to do so. Says that Hunter is Wes's little bitch. Now, Turbo decides to stand up and give Hunter his work. And Hunter, he meets his impending doom by screaming about how he's not scared. Um, security comes in, pulls Turbo off. Hunter is visibly shook. He is shook. The real Turbo definitely came out to make an appearance. What do you guys make of Hunter posturing himself in this way and instigating a fight with Turbo? He's fucking stupid. How so? In my personal opinion, I this is going to sound wild, but more and more every episode, I see why Ashley took the fucking money from him. <laughs> he is so stupid. He sounds so ridiculous. I just think that at first things were like playful in my personal opinion. Now, I don't know how you guys took it, but you know, the initial conversation, it seemed like it was playful and then turbo took something the wrong way. Or I think it all started from a misunderstanding from turbo. Um, instead of Hunter trying to like sit there and be like, Oh no, man, like I didn't mean it like that or whatever. He just started puffing out his chest and going and going and going. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like all this started just because you, you started acting a fool, you know, it could have all been prevented. So it could have all been prevented by Hunter just closing his fucking mouth. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, I'm like, and then your friend Wes is sitting there watching all this shit. Like, he doesn't have your back. Like, you sound stupid right now. He's not even jumping in because you look so dumb. He's going to protect you. You think this is all on Hunter? I believe so. You know, like I said, I think that it started because Turbo took something the wrong way. But Hunter's reaction to Turbo's reaction is really what exploded, in my opinion. What could Turbo have taken the wrong way? Hunter said, well, I'll fuck I, you up I, with one arm tied behind my back. Because I, I, to me, it seemed like the wrestling conversation was a joking manner. Right. And then, you know, Turbo was like, what, what, you know, like he got offended. Like, what do you mean? And then Hunter, instead of being like, oh, man, I'm just joking or it's an expression or whatever, he exploded. All right. All right. Bananas. What do you think Hunter was thinking? I mean, what did Hunter expect? You know, if you just tell someone I can fuck you up any day with one with one arm, I mean, Turbo was ready to do it. I mean, thankfully he didn't because I would hate to see Turbo go. But like, come on. I honestly, I don't know what Hunter was thinking because like, why would you say that and not expect a reaction? Turbo basically did a reaction that everyone else would do. I mean, no one's just going to sit there and just take that constantly. Like, all right, look, if I just tell you, yeah, I'm going to, I could beat the fuck out of you with one arm. What are you going to do? You just sit there and do nothing or are you going to fight for yourself? Becky, what do you make of Hunter's actions? To Vero's point, I think a good portion of the reason why he's so unhinged is because Ashley took the money from him. He is still in this really bad mental space that, I, I mean, I could get that because you're you're aggressive about everything. You're defensive about everything because you had something that you really wanted taken away from you. So I'm thinking that the reason why he's acting, because I we haven't seen him act this crazy. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Hunter act up this much this often. Like, maybe once or twice, but never is it a point where it's like every other episode, all of a sudden he's having a meltdown. 
the whole situation with Turbo, he was stupid. And from what I heard, um, Turbo actually was a street fighter. He did it for money. And he made this known to a lot of people in the house. So why are you picking a fight with somebody who is known to fight for money? And honestly, Turbo is my future baby daddy. I want Hunter to keep his hands off of my man. Uh, Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. (laughs) 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 Yet again, with the Turbo love. I'll be sure when I post a hot take to tag Turbo and let him know just exactly what you think of him. Yo, you guys. Your facts. I fucks with Turbo. I think Devon, in Devon's commentary, she hit that right on the head. Hunter was there talking shit, probably wasn't doing too much thinking. Hunter was not ready for Turbo to react the way that he did. And I think the expression on his face says all we needed to know. I was just saying, you know that he was wrong for that whole thing because his buddy didn't even step in. We all know he was wrong. Yeah, you I know. Remember. But, like, but you know, like, you know, like when your friends are fucking up, like you step in, like, you know, and you're like, yo, stop it or whatever. But when they're acting a fool, like so bad that like, you can't even control them, you kind of just sit there. So you saw Wes just sitting there doing yeah. nothing. Facts, facts, facts. Turbo uh, said it best. What does he smell? He smells fear. He was ready. Mm. He knew that he was scared. So Turbo wasn't, Turbo was not freaking out at all because he knew he was going to take his ass anyway. So you're a chicken. Animal abuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and he used a phrase, easy meat. Yeah, I thought Paulie was fucking with us when he talked about, yeah, me and Turbo used to say they're easy meat. I was like, yeah, okay. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that, Paulie. <laughs> That's full of shit. And come find out, they do use the term easy meat. So I, I was thoroughly, I was like, oh, shit. So Paulie wasn't bullshitting us. Good to know. Good to know. Paulie doesn't lie to the people. Just Paulie to never lies to the people. Just <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just <the ladies. laughs> so Turbo wakes up hot. He warns Wes that the bullshit continues. If Hunter ever puts a hand on him, even in, even in a joking manner, he will break Hunter's arm, which has significance because Hunter has missed a final and missed a, a following season from a broken hand. Even though Hunter bought this on himself, was Turbo overreacting? Did he go overboard and was it unnecessary? Becky, what do you think? I think he was being honest. I think he was still heated to say that it got out of control very quickly because neither of them wanted to back down and neither of them wanted to say that they were wrong, which I honestly don't think Turbo was wrong. I think I I give Turbo props for being upfront about it. Some people, I think it was a smart move. Veto, do you think that... uh Not at all. You know, if he's mad, let him be mad. I'm just so happy there was no headbutt in this argument. Because <laughs> that's my biggest pet peeve in these challenge fights is the fucking headbutt. It's the head love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's almost kiss kind of look. But no, I mean, you know, he wakes up in the morning, he's still fucking pissed, saying, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking break his hand or whatever. I'm like, do it. I can't wait. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. That's incredibly violent of you. And I do think that the challengers need to stop giving each other head. Bananas. <laughs> I mean, obviously Turbo didn't overreact. It's not going overboard. Look, I get Hunter tried, you know, calm shit down, but like, it's on TA that you have to get some time to cool off. And I get in the next morning, Turbo didn't want to talk to Hunter at all. But, but you can't blame Turbo. So, look, Turbo's new to this game, and he's like, 
not sure. Like, I guess he's not sure on like how to react to certain things, especially you know, because he's coming from a whole different country too. You have to put also remember that because like what to do in Turkey is might not be the same of how we handle it here. You have to think about that too. Overall, I just think Turbo reacted perfectly. You know, I agree with a lot of things you said. I think that the language gap definitely played a big role because I think if most people was listening to Hunter, they would have just brushed it off. Like, oh, he's just over there talking shit. He doesn't even really mean anything by it. You know, he just puffing out his chest talking shit. Turbo took it really personally. So I do think that Turbo overreacted a little bit, but I think it's understandable how he overreacted. Most people would have just brushed it off. It's not a big thing. He's just popping shit. But I think we all come to understand Turbo doesn't play that shit. So don't fuck with Turbo. Turbo's not to be fucked with. Now, moving on to the killing floor. TJ lets the challengers know that the winner will get Burger King. Whoop the fucking do. Like, Burger King is that great. McDonald's is better. Oh, no, no, no. no that's, that's not true. That's yeah, not is. true. No, no. See, because right now you're on yes, level with challenges and you're just fucking lying. What? McDonald's is better than Burger King? How? Fuck Hands yes. Down. The fries are disgusting, first of all. The fries aren't disgusting. They yes, are full-bodied and flavorful. Yo, what the no, fuck? Well, the I, Burger King over here in California sucks. So I don't know. Maybe I got to go well, to yours and see what's good there. Yeah, the one I here lived sucks. in California for 15 years. And Burger you, you King is a shit Burger up King here. Oh, Any day no. of the week and twice on Sundays. You're really? tripping to like the maximum degree. Fucking McDonald's. When have you ever seen a fucking ice cream machine working at McDonald's? I've never uh, experienced yesterday, it. Yesterday, actually. Yesterday it was working. Listen, listen, listen. Bananas. Like, I yes. like you and I respect you. I need you to stop lying. You know that ice cream machine uh, wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know McDonald's. I just fucking out of my ass. Just Burger King and ice <laughs> I don't know. I don't eat ice cream. Yo, but listen, so, you're not. No, McDonald's is not better than Burger King. Yes, it is. Even McDonald's fucking soda. Certain items are better than McDonald's. You know what? We're not going to argue about it here. I'm going to put out a poll. What's better, Burger King or McDonald's? And we're going to let people decide. But I like the burgers at Burger King. Like, I like a Whopper over, like, a quarter pounder. But I like the fries better at McDonald's. Oh, no. It's all about Wendy's. Wendy's? Wendy's has a cool Twitter profile, but that's about it. Wendy's is (gasps) trash. Are you fucking kidding me? Listen, listen. McDonald's, Wendy's, everything, and then Burger King at the end. Everything and then Burger King at the end. All right. How about this? Let's just say that In-N-Out is better than all those places. I've never had it. It's because it's from California. No, it's not because it's from California. It's because it's fucking delicious. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> really? You don't like In-N-Out? I don't even eat burgers. <gasps> you know what? That's probably because you're not from America. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's it. So the winner's going to get Burger King. Turbo decides that he's going to spare Wes. Because Wes has never said his name, and Hunter spared him last week, and he's returning the favor. I wouldn't have done that shit, but whatever, it's Turbo. Turbo decides that he's going to vote Kyle. Theo decides he's going to go for the mastermind of Team USA, and he's going to vote Wes. Paulie fakes everyone into thinking that he may go for Wes, but he only puts Wes on notice. Paulie votes Kyle. Kyle is voted in, and he has to pick from Wes, Bear, and Hunter. Now, the obvious choice is Bear. This elimination is called King of the World. It is a physical trivia elimination. 
So the answers to a question are inscribed on the hanging medicine balls. I don't know what it is about this season and medicine balls. They just love that shit. And they are dropped from a net that has to be grabbed, picked up, and dropped into a barrel. Bear grabs it first. Kyle hawks him, rips the ball from Bear. Kyle gives him a stiff arm, but drags him forward. Bear gives him a heart tackle. The ball goes flying. Kyle recovers the ball, but he takes Kyle uptown a couple of times. Bears use the soccer slides, everything he can in his repertoire, but Kyle gets it done. Now, for the next two questions, Kyle completely dominates. Bear doesn't have the chance. He's looking tired. He's looking winded. He's looking like he wants to give up. Georgia notices it. Kyle notices it. TJ and the rest of the challengers all notices it. Kyle skunks. Completely skunks Bear. 3 nothing, And Kyle comes out with the win. Kyle gets his Burger King. <laughs> he chooses to take Maddie, Nani, and Devon. Bananas, what do you think of today's daily elimination? I mean, I actually really liked it. You know, like one of my favorite, you know, challenges the whole is trivia, believe it or not, because like I like just seeing people be stupid. Really? And I then, thought you liked Hall Brawl. All right. I said for a challenge, you know, I just like, you know, seeing the stupid answers. I know I get a good kick out of it. But then I also like, you know, the whole like physical aspect, too. I mean, them getting the balls and stuff like that was pretty cool. I was actually really impressed, though, with Barry. You know, Barry, like, is like he's half the size of Kyle, but he was able to hold his own ground, you know, like, and just throw Kyle. Like, I've seen a few little, like, tosses here and there, which I'm, which I'm pretty proud of for Barry for doing. Yeah, I mean, it was sad to see Bear go, but um, overall, it was, it was a good elimination. All right, no doubt. Becky, how would you grade this elimination? I give this elimination a 7 out of 10. Uh, the medicine balls were big. There wasn't a lot of like wrestling, wrestling that you can really do with something that massive. And they're both stupid. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so the whole thing, it was pretty ridiculous. It was more funny to me than a physical like elimination because you were just watching them go really. Really? You didn't know Japan had a royal family? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. And you could tell they were both looking for the United Kingdom. They were like, where is England? <laughs> like, they were TJ, like, we're not making it that easy. <laughs> right? They are like, we're not making it that easy on you guys. But yeah, no, it was, it was okay. It was more funny than entertaining. Like, you know, there's a difference. You know, Devon had a really great line. Like, this is the wrong challenge for the wrong people. Veto. How would you grade this elimination? Um, I actually liked it, but I kind of agree with like Davon's statement that there couldn't be a worse elimination for these people. Of course, I was sad that Bear didn't win, but it is what it is. I thought that it was an interesting elimination with a, a little bit of physical in it as well, which I like. So Absolutely. I thought that this elimination was great. They was able to get trivia in, and they was able to make it physical. Physical trivia elimination it doesn't get much better than that granted there could have been two better candidates but i'm pretty sure they don't schedule it out that way i'm shocked even though bear fought very hard and he did bear put up a lot of heart he put up a lot of fight i think kyle was just more impressive this time around he was ready to go in he knew his number was going to be called he was prepared he wasn't scared he wants his money this really competitive and prepared kyle uh, you know, I yo, I can feel that guy. I love seeing this version of Kyle. It was a lot of the bullshit put to the side, and he came there to play, and he was ready to go. 
I respect it. And, you know, that's going to be one of the reasons why we see Kyle on future seasons going forward. I mean, Kyle also had a big size advantage. So I feel like this game is more about oh, he, size than anything. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. But you know what? I mean, that That's how it goes. If Bear yeah. would have got his balls in the, in the correct threshold, he wouldn't be in this position. But if you don't win, you're on the menu. If you're now, not at the ask, table, you're on the menu. That's how it goes. Now, now let me ask you something uh, real quick about the elimination. Um, so I, I assume Kyle saw, you know, what it looked like, and he probably saw something physical, and that's why he picked Bear. Now, do you think if it was something like, you know, let's say like a puzzle or like something, you know, like last season in water or whatever it was, do you still think he picks Bear? Or do you think, you know, he picks Hunter or Wes? In no situation do you go after Wes. I don't see Bear beating Wes in anything one-on-one at all. That's a very good question, by the way. Uh, His options were definitely limited, and he was only able to pick from people, you know, that he rocked with. And the person who he rocked with the least was going to be Bear. All reality, there's not a lot of challenges that Kyle is going to be Hunter or Wes in. And these guys are both champions. So who are you going to go with? The two champs or the loudmouth Brit who always pops shit? Bear was an obvious choice. It wasn't even a hard choice to make. All right, so at this point, we'd like to do our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP brought to you by the Pinstripe Empire. You can't have an army without an empire. And follow him on Twitter at Pinstripe Empire. Barrow, who's your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? Okay, so for females this week, they were kind of quiet. So I'm going to give mine to Maddie just because I was impressed with her personal performance this week. And I can't wait to see what else she can do. And for guys, I'm going to give mine to Turbo. Even though he got into that drama with Hunter, not picking him to go into the killing floor was really good sportsmanship, in my opinion, because he acknowledged that he didn't get picked when Hunter had the opportunity to pick him. So I thought it was really noble about him. So and I respect that a lot. So that's why he's my episode MVP. I like it. Malik, who's your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? So this week, for the males, I'm going to go with Kyle. Kyle had a great showing in the daily, even though he didn't close it out. He still performed very well. He showed no fear in his heart. He was ready to go. He went in. He made his choice clear. He made his choice fast. He went in with Bear. He demolished Bear, humbled him. He showed him what time it was. And he showed the rest of the house that he's there to play. No matter what they say, they've been trying to get Kyle out for the beginning. And Kyle has survived. He has dominated and he has won every single time. Remember, he also took out CT this year, too. Kyle is going to be my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP. He has been kicking a whole lot of ass. Now, I'm going to go in a different direction for the females. And I'm going to give it to Georgia. Now, she did totally flop out in the daily elimination. But so did most of the girls. Maddie killed it. But that's about all she offered to the episode today which is still great and, and, and nothing to be lightly disregarded. But Georgia just holding down Bear, taking care of him, showing him love. I think that was a great and wonderful moment. And those kind of moments, we don't get to see too much on the challenge. So I, you know, I appreciate her showing love. I'm going to give her my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP for today. Sounds good. Sounds good. Becky, who's your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? I'm going to go with Turbo for the guys. He... Didn't back down when Hunter got in his face and when Hunter was trying to rile him up. He had some of the greatest lines 
you know, about animal abuse and calling people chickens. And just, (laughs) I think that honestly, he was the star of this episode. Yeah, the females really didn't show up today as strong as they have been. I got to give it to, I got to give it to Maddie. If she trains up and she really puts a lot of this, a lot more effort into it, that she, even a little bit more effort into it, she'll become a dominating force. And I think she just has to see that and, you know, really get that competitive spirit in. I think she's intimidating with her size, her strength. I just, I think she just needs to put a little bit more into it and she's going to become, you know, leader in this whole situation. So I got to give it to Maddie. And I think that she is going to kill it. I like it. Sounds good. Uh, I have a toss up with the females between Maddie and Georgia. I think I'm going to give it to Georgia just because, you know, they're what they did. It counted, but it didn't really count towards the elimination itself. So it was like kind of like they did it for the fun of it. So that's what I'm giving to, and I'll give it to Georgia because I like her and Bear's relationship. I like, I just like how she handles herself. And for the males, I'm going to go with Turbo just because, you know, he killed the uh, challenge itself. He had a few good one-liners with the episode, called out Hunter, made that even funnier. He also made a alliance member in Poli, and that's a plus. So that's why I'm giving my Pinship Empire episode MVP to Turbo. Moving on. It's time to break down the fifthmajorsport.com week 10 power ranking provided by Tyler Louder. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Daily Jorder and the fifth sport. So coming in at number one this week, we have Polly. Number two is Turbo. Three is Kara. Four, Maddie. And five, Wes. Malik, what do you think of this top five? Absolutely perfect. I don't think Wes has to be number five. But because of his um, poor showing in in today's daily, I can definitely see why they put him there. I have no problems with this top five. Great job by Tyler Lauder. Great job by the fifth sport. Keep doing your thing, guys. Becky, what do you think? I like the top five, but I feel like, honestly, Wes should be dropped down. And as strange as it's going to sound, I think Kyle should be moved up to the number five spot. But he definitely put in a good showing. And I think he need, he deserves to be higher up on this list. That's the only thing that I would really change. But yeah, I like the list. I think it's solid and I think it's good. Okay, that's a respectable opinion. Antonio, what do you think? Um, I really like the top five. Um, top two, I definitely agree with Paulie and Turbo. I would take Carr out of the number three spot and I'll put Theo there. Um, I will leave Maddie at four. And at five, I'm taking Wes out. I'm putting Kyle in. Just for basically the same exact reason Becky just said. Yeah, but other than moving Kyle to the fifth spot, I mean, nothing else. I Besides moving Kyle to the fifth spot, I think everything else looks pretty good. I think the top five is good. I would also switch Kyle and Wes, though, like you guys had said. But other than that, I like the top four. Another great power ranking by the fifthmajorsport.com. And to finish this list off, at number six, we have Theo, seven, Kyle, eight, Ninja, nine, Hunter, 10, Nani, 11, Day, 12, Georgia. And at number 13, we have D. It's really disconcerting to see uh, so many of the ladies at the bottom. You know, the last four spots is all going to Nani, Day, Georgia, and D. 
and not that I think that it's because they're ladies. I think it has a lot to do with the uh, with the daily challenge and how they perform today. But those ladies are going to have to step it up. I also think it has to do with the lack of screen time that these ladies got as well for this week. So now we're going to move on to my least favorite section, but the section that I know so well, which is stirring the pot. Uh, a former cast member has been really jumping in into everything lately. So we're going to go ahead and start with Angela versus a former cast member. So it looks like we have a single bad girl on the prowl. Everybody knows that Angela, our favorite from X on the Beach, was hooked up with Nelson. It looks like they officially have ended their relationship due to struggles with trust. Are we shocked? Not a single one of us are shocked. (laughs) So former cast member, as we like to refer to her as, uh, basically jumped in feeling that this was the perfect time to try and rekindle a friendship. Basically asking her if it's time for them to be able to be friends again since she is no longer with her ex-boyfriend. Angela, always quick. Basically replied with, maybe we can, unless you're still being the same flip-flopping, searching for storyline, clout-chasing person that you are now. Uh, And she stole my heart with her ever-ending drag. Um, So the former cast member basically seemed shocked and appalled at the fact that this happened by deleting her tweet in the first Um, place. Wait, they're both former cast members. Ah, but Angela has a possibility, hopefully, of coming back. The other one, the other former cast member we're hoping will remain a former cast member. So therein lies the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, uh, the former cast member saying that she meant it all in good faith. She was trying to be genuine and reaching out to Angela because reaching out on Twitter is always so genuine. Angela basically voiced that. She said that you should have reached out to me privately versus trying to list it all on social media. And that, my friends, is when Angela decided to spill all the tea about the fact that the only times that this former cast member reached out to her was to reminisce about all the cast members that they mutually dislike and that she wanted to shade her about her current boyfriend. Maybe Marie wasn't being so sincere during her friendship stage with Kara and stating that she was fake being her friend and fake being her support system. So what does everybody think about this? Whose side are you falling on? Angela's or the former cast members? Do you think that maybe Angela's being too harsh? Uh, I I stand Angela. (laughs) (laughs) One at a time, please. I'm the newest Angela stan. Like anyone gives a fuck. It's so, it's so sloppy. I mean, I can't never sit here and try to stand Angela uh, I don't dislike Angela. I just like Angela better on X on the Beach. But the thing is, the former St. Thomas cast member got to stop this. She has been going off, attacking Pauly, attacking Kara, and she has not let up. And it has not been to her benefit. Now, did she score points amongst the anti-Pauly, anti-Kara crowd? Sure. But what is that really doing for her? What is she getting out of this? I just don't understand what exactly is her end game here. To make Carver look bad, let me tell you something. Carver's out there making finals and, and winning championships. Yo, she's good. You made one final. Tag it along with her. Did you help? Sure, your alliance has gotten them far. But since then, what? Before then, what? 
Stop worrying about all this other Twitter bullshit. Get back in the game and win something, or at least perform well, or at least become entertaining. Because like it or not, you was only entertaining when you was with Kara. Besides that, nobody was fucking with you. That's what time it is. I mean, I think that's really factual. I, I think I even tweeted about this. When your whole life seems to be centered about destroying somebody else's life versus trying to make your life better and make yourself succeed, there's a problem. You need to sit down and you need to really do some self-reflection on what's wrong and why you're being like this. And it's dumb. It's petty. Get over it. Grow the fuck up. I just feel like we talk about it way too much and I'm just getting bored of it. I feel like every week it's a new thing. And I get like, yeah, I don't know what she's going through or what people or what's going on, but like, I'm just tired of it. I mean, I, we're all blocked too. So like we're getting screenshots, like, you know, like of what's going on and I'm just tired of seeing what the argument of the day is just based on what she's saying. I mean, she's bored, obviously. I agree with you a hundred percent. Get the fuck off the couch, get the fuck off of Twitter, get back into the game and go and win something. Make people like you off of your own volition, off of your own humor. People will like you. This this whole little Twitter thing where just bashing Paulie and Cara all day because you have nothing else to do, nobody's, nobody's jacking it, except for the people who already made their minds up about Cara and Paulie. The former St. Thomas cast member can be very funny. She could be very likable. She could be very gifable. But all reality, she's letting people like Davon and Ninja pass her up. So get off your ass, get back into the game. Would love to see you back. Would love to see you back competing. Do that. Yo, this whole Twitter war thing, it's, it's an unwinnable situation. So Shady Shane decided to come back to Twitter. and uh, Like who fucking asked him? <laughs> Apparently nobody. Because <laughs> nobody even knew he was back. Uh... <laughs> he blocked everyone. I'm not blocked. I didn't know he was back. I got I... blocked after all this. I got blocked by Shane fucking three years ago. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I forgot why Shane blocked me. Well, I can tell you that Shane has decided that he wants to burn all of his bridges, nuke them, and napalm them uh, with MTV this week. He decided that it was time to start calling out MTV for poor casting choices. Like he wasn't a poor and cast choice. Nobody asked for Shane to come back. Here, here's the thing. The poor casting choices he's claiming is after he's no longer being casted. So how <laughs> convenient it is for him to talk about poor casting choices because he's no longer getting calls. He wanted to claim that <laughs> he's upset because he's being ousted by better people who are better competitors and who are overall better characters. But that's just my opinion. He claimed that Kayla saved Lohan Beach Club as if that thing wasn't crashing and burning in the first place. No one could though... save it. No one she could was... save it. She was on two episodes, dude. And then she got fired. How is she saving anything? Well, you know what? Kayla was the only reason why I even tuned into that show for the little bit that I did. I watched it beforehand, but that's about it. Yeah, it really same. wasn't that interesting. I just wanted to see Kayla. That was it. That show looked dumb. You would want to see Kayla. <laughs> I fucks with Kayla. Fuck that. I know you do. And I don't. And that's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, basically claiming that this producer by the name of Lauren Zins tried to destroy Kayla because she refused to bend to Lindsay's wills. 
Now, I thought Kayla was well within her rights to act like that. Okay, so what, you Lindsay Lohan? I don't have to be treated like this. But you're a boss. When you're when you're working for somebody, if your boss tells you something, you do it. It's your boss. You're getting paid by somebody. And she was rude to her job. coworkers. She you was know, super rude to her coworkers. I would well, maybe her coworkers were shit. I would cuss out my boss every fucking Thursday just because it was Thursday. If you're not being treated the way that you want to be treated, you got to do something about it. At this point, it doesn't matter. It's not like that's going to get shown up for a second season anyway. No. Nope. Because that, that show was a train wreck in itself. And she brought up Oprah one more time. Uh, <laughs> Yo, thanks. Uh, he then started stating that this Lauren character worships bananas and she hates strong women and threatened to sue Amanda after she made comments about Tapegate. Bullshit. Show the email. Show the email where she got threatened. Put it up. Where's we all receipt? know Shane likes to over-exaggerate things. So he, wasn't I, the only one, he wasn't the only one that said it. If it really happened, somebody has an email, put that shit up. I agree. I agree myself. But basically, to sum it up, he just wanted to say that Lauren Zins is an evil, woman-hating, bad-casting devil. A few members of Fleur Bama Shore and Jose, funny enough, decided to jump in to defend this producer, stating that she was not what she was being said about her. Shane only decided to respond to Nilsa from Fleur Bama Shore, of course, uh, from Fleur Bama Shore, calling her a child. And to give it time that she'll feel the heat soon enough and then proceeded to slut shame her by saying that she gave her soul away to a channel just so she could show off her tits and feel special. Because that is feminism, guys. Right there. Shame. An epic man showing how feminists like to talk. Listen, Shane, get the fuck off of Twitter. Go sell your pictures of feet. <laughs> Fuck out my face, man. I'm 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 tired. I, I, come on, Shane. Stop it, five. Cut the shit out. Like, why are you really lashing out? You're really lashing out because nobody wants you back. You made your big return. And and the shame of it is that Shane played some of the best game that he's ever played since being on the challenge. Shane was actually doing a pretty good job and he made it, he's been making it further and further. For every season he's been on. But the fact of the matter is, Shane has not connected with the fans. Most people dislike him. That's just what time it is. I miss old school Shane. He was he just wanted to make out with chicks and be fun and you know play. The thing is, now he wants to be a pot stirrer. Now he wants to be a leader in this game. And let me tell you something. Where is I got him? Not into a final. Nobody wants to be no he's not leading anybody anywhere. I just don't get why we're giving irrelevant former cast members the attention they want. Because mm. he's obviously starting shit just so people say his name again because, you know, maybe whoever that Lauren chick is lost his number and maybe he's he's hoping, you know, he can get a DM from her one time, you know, try and get another season. But I just don't get why people give him attention because that's what he's looking for. And this is exactly the time where people are getting their phone calls to set up for next season. Everybody's getting their phone calls, and guess what? He's being left on red. I mean, he's, I I, he's not getting nothing at all. I mean, I, I think they blocked his number already. <laughs> Probably. I mean, come on. When you leak so much shit out in the open and you accept a callback, come on. Like, use your brain. I mean, really I guess he him... He wasn't that entertaining either. Like, he... He's not. He's not. He's not. You know what? 
tell him to go put some cocoa butter on his feet. Handle your feet thing. Get that handled. Not that I'm knocking your line of work. Yo, if it brings in bread, if it pays the bills, do your thing. Maybe you're better at feet than you are the challenge. <laughs> You're you terrible. Do what you gotta do to make that money, honey. <laughs> no. On to the next one. Bananas, close us out. All right, Pastors, another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash love war challenges. Also, check out our website at lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, give us those five stars. Give us that great review. And most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a good day, pop stars. Peace. Peace. That was a lot of peace. I know, I was mocking you. Did Malik even hang up? Are you there? Are you there? He's recording. Yeah, my fault. I was on mute. I fucked it up. So it was your fault this time. I'm usually the one I'm mute. Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention. I was reading some other shit. Um, Were you uh, on Twitter while recording? That's against the rules. I wasn't on Twitter. I was, I was reading. Cause I know we want. I know I wanted to do dumb tweet of the week, but I think we're just gonna get it next week.